T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. In 1919, he hit 29 home runs and was sold to the New York Yankees. and A-Rod going at it. Roberts is going. Posada's throw. Roberts, safe. And what can I say? Just dip my hat and, and call the Yankees my daddy. Welcome to Fanbase, a deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports, episode 103. Brian Shackman, John Senecal. It's been a minute. It's good to be back. We're getting up there in the years, right? Yeah. <laughs> We're getting old. Uh, I feel, I'm feeling my age for sure. I, I mean, a lot's changed since we've been back on the air last. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I I think when I comes to the right, well, listen, we're going to talk about a little bit of our feelings going in pitchers and catchers. I mean, I actually had a statistic about I mean, truck day happened this week for the Red Sox and I don't know how much you like follow that stuff for the Yankees, but uh, sure, I have week. I have a, a set of uh, statistics to share, uh, the courtesy of uh, Gabrielle Starr on on Twitter. Twenty thousand four hundred baseballs go down there to Florida. And this is for the Red Sox. Yeah, one thousand. No, this is just for the Red Sox. One thousand one hundred bats, two hundred batting gloves, two hundred batting helmets, three hundred and twenty batting practice tops, one hundred and sixty white game jerseys, three hundred pairs of pants, four hundred t-shirts, four hundred pairs of socks, twenty cases of bubble gum, sixty cases of sunflower seeds. That goes in the truck. I don't know if that's no, and no PEDs. <laughs> no creatine or um, HGH or the cream or the clear. But what I thought I would do, or we would do, is just talk about our sense of things. I, I mean, for the Red Sox, I, I, I think we should start there because I think the Yankees are going to be good. The question is how good. I think the Red Sox are going to be bad. The question is, is how bad. Yeah. Well, I, mean, right? I think the Red Sox are the main topic because I feel like that's the team that everyone is so-called kind of up in arms uh, Right, so the big thing is they went to this, like in Springfield, I think they went to MGM, and, and John Henry and Heim Bloom, I think, got booed pretty robustly, and it was pretty shocking. And the truth is, I renewed my season tickets before they let Bogarts go, and I regret it, and I've spent thousands of dollars you know, that I don't really want to spend on the team, so I'm pissed. And, and, and the thing is, there's no real hope for the future, I mean, and and... You say what you want, and in five years, if they have some some perennial contender, I guess it's okay. But no, no other major market team takes that long to rebuild, and so I think that the booing. I was glad they. Got, I'm not a boo guy. I don't boo. 
I, I, honestly, I tell my kids not to boo. I cheer or I stay quiet. That's my philosophy. It's just what I do. I don't necessarily judge it, but it's not what I do. But I was glad that they that some people sent them a message that what you're doing is is not. It's almost borderline saying like it's not right. And this is what the the second time like publicly, main publicly that this has happened to them because the other one was at uh, was like a game soccer game or something at, oh, the, that's, at Fenway. yeah that's right yeah that's it was right henry that got uh lit up right yes yeah so i mean i would think they they thought maybe there'd be some uh little problem but listen i from from a yankee fan standpoint right like you you love to see it because the team is so-called in disarray but you never know what happens until the players get on the field right but on paper what players <laughs> right well that's what i'm saying but on paper they have one they have one main attraction right and that's the guy they've locked up Devers, you know, the other story, your main acquisition last year is hurt. Who knows when he's coming back? So there's a lot of question marks with the Red Sox. Who's playing shortstop? Who's going to play second base? Who's going to play center field? It's they're all over the place, right? And I think Devers, and maybe it's because he's got that perma smile or maybe it's because he's still really young. I just don't see him as a a figure like an Ortiz or Bogart's figure. figure. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, I know he speaks better English than he lets on because he doesn't want to talk. But that should change. He's also young, right? But he's he, he is. But I'm just saying, like, I don't see him as that kind of guy necessarily. So if he's your franchise guy, I mean, you, I mean, I'm looking at the depth chart now, and it's funny they still have Chris Sale listed as the number one starter, and then you have Corey Kluber, Nick Pavetta, Garrett Whitlock, who's I think hurt now too, and James Paxton. I mean, and that's I mean, Paxton is uh, roll of the dice. I mean, there's the, the, at least three of the five oh, are roll of the dice guys, and then the only position on the whole roster. I want to see how uh, you know the Japanese guy does in the outfield. Obviously, um, Yoshida is interesting to me, but first base is really interesting to me because I think Cassis has a real chance, but to be a star. But we thought the same about Bobby Dalback, and right. they can't even trade Bobby Dalback. No, he's got Dalback. They can't trade him. He's been Donaldson. No, but it's not because he gets paid. It's nobody, you know, like there's no value in him. It's not good. And so I, I look at the roster, and I like Verdugo just because at least he's an interesting well, he's guy. he's play all the time because that's their only hope left from the Mookie Betts deal. So he's going to stay until he literally plays himself off the team, if he does that. They're not going to sit him, so he's in the lineup. No, I know, but the point is, like, I mean, he's not even like a—and you have if you have Kike at short, I mean, you just don't have—you don't have—you have one elite player— and a, poss- a potential elite player in Cassis. So you have Devers at third, and then there isn't a single elite player in their starting nine. Or a single, like, rock solid. It's really, it's... it's. I mean, if you're going into spring training, you want, I would say, 85% of your team rock solid. Barring injury, that is what's going to go on the field, right? If you're if you're going to be a perennial contender... you want, Listen, you. I think the breakdown is out of your starting, you want at least three... Pay over market free agents that are the difference makers. You want three guys that are just solid who aren't breaking the bank, and then three arbitration eligible super the potential superstars. Like right. and that's if you want to win a title, that's your breakdown. I'm and, not even talking about winning a title. I'm talking about knowing who's going to play and who's going to be those guys. As I look at the Red Sox right now, I don't know who's going to play first base. I don't know who's going to play second base. Well, yeah, you do. Base. You, yeah, really... you do. You know that Cassis is you playing first. You don't know first. that. I do. What has Cassis done in he's the major playing, leagues? John, he's playing first base. What has he done in the major I'm leagues? just telling you. I'm answering your he question. He's literally going to spring training and be the biggest. No, he's wow. playing first base. So if he goes and to Kike's playing and short and Devers playing in third. Training, he's playing first base. Yes. I don't believe it for a second, especially on a team that needs the fans behind them. He's playing. I'm just telling you. got rid of So your your point is still a good point. 
Like, I wouldn't have gotten rid of Hosmer either, but the point, your point is still a good point, but they have, I mean. Okay, so get past Cassis, second base. Well, Arroyo, they say. Shortstop. Well, it's going to be Kike. I mean, when was he, the last time Kiki played shortstop? No, he's not a shortstop. That's what I'm saying. No, no, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying first base is taken. That's all I'm like, saying. They have nothing other than Devers in let's that always, Let's Let's not talk about the team anymore. I mean, the bottom line is is that I was glad, even though I'm not a boo guy, that the message was sent, but I'm, I'm humiliated that I've spent money that my wife and I make right. on this team. And I think you— I'm ashamed. I'm actually ashamed. And you— Ring true for I think all the Red Sox fans, and it hurts you even more because, like you said, you spend the money. But I don't understand again how 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 do they let that happen? How like what's what's the reasoning behind it? I don't. I think that I think that the bets tra- starts with the bets trade. They got nothing, nothing for him, like nothing that's helping the team in twenty twenty three. And so I think this whole uh, thing about drafting and developing is fine, but the the stuff that was supposed to be the stopgap has failed. Right, so that's the problem. Is that is that the systemic shift might be the right systemic shift, but the players that they wanted to sort of make them competitive in the in the near medium term have not panned out. So, you know, and it's tough because I I still would have I I don't know Bogarts doesn't deserve the money that the Padres gave him, but I, I wouldn't I, say so much the money. I say the length of the contract. Yeah, I mean, but it's the money. The money was market value. I mean that uh, nobody deserves that money in my opinion, but that was market value. Yep. Well, let's go to the Yankees because I, I think that for me, the way I look at the Yankees, right? Yeah. Okay, you can start. At it. Just like everybody else is saying, is comes down to left field and third base, right? That's 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 who they're saying and shortstop. Because the question is, can Anthony Volpe be the starting shortstop? Is it Volpe or Volpe or Volpe? What is it? I think it's Volpe. Depending okay. how you how you ask, or is it going to be Peraza? I don't know. I mean, it's shortstop or IKF. Then you go look at left field and you say Hicks. You say um, now on their depth chart. By the way, they don't even have Volpe on the t- depth chart. I mean, do you th- no, are you convinced he's going to make the team? No, I think he'll start in AAA okay. just because that's the progression that they're going to go with, and that's now you're going to. But Peraza is ready from what they say to play the major leagues, and he has major league experience because he's been up there. Now, I think Oswaldo Cabrera. Fits better as a super utility guy if you move him around where he can play any position basically on the infield and outfield. That's the role he should be in. And then you look at third base with Donaldson and uh, DJ. I mean, the problem is again, Donaldson's going to have to play. If he's healthy, they're going to have to play him. No one's going to take him. Really? They, so DJ wouldn't play? I would think DJ is going to have to play. And again, they're going to have to. Find where do you put to, him? You're going to have to move him around the field. So well, you don't you don't have this. There's an outfielder exactly issue, and that's what I was just going to say. So it's going to come down to someone solidifying that left field role, right? And right. who's that going to be? It's well, they're going to say they got it's Cabrera not be, it's right not now. Going to be Stanton? He'll, no, he's going to DH, right? So it's going to be Hicks. Who knows? Is it going to be Cabrera? Who knows? That's the thing. Someone's going to need to win that job, and that's what they're talking about. But they're also talking about I want to go out and get Brian Reynolds and sign him. But the Pirates. It'd be stupid to get rid of him now. At least wait for the season to start. And the Yankees, honestly, if you look at their roster and you look at who's coming, do they need to freak out and go out and get another all-star left fielder? No. And do they need to freak out and go and find a shortstop? I think they've pretty much given that word that they're not going to do that because they could have done that already. So they're looking towards the youth there. But left field, they got Spencer Jones, who's your left-handed Aaron Judge, who doesn't have a ton of at-bats because he was drafted in 2022 out of Vanderbilt, but he's older and he's a, he, his 
his sample size was good so far. You got Jason Dominguez coming, who should be ready in another year, who's a big touted prospect, who could play left field. And then you got those shortstops. So, I, like I say, as Yankee fan, opposed to what a Red Sox fan should be up in arms, Yankee fans are always saying, get the, get the, get the, get, get, get. I say pump the brakes, all right? Slow down a little bit, see how it plays out, because you do have a lot of good players on this roster sure. in other positions. And you can afford to work on those positions. Now, you know how I feel about Aaron Hicks, right? In my opinion, he shouldn't be there. But again, I'll say it to him. He's not going to play. Face. He's not going to play that much. Though. He's a switch hitter. Who, if you're a switch hitter in the major leagues, it's like being a left-handed pitcher. Right. He would also start on the Red Sox. He'd start on a lot of teams, yeah. and I think if you could get someone to take him, he would be a very good player in a different brain so trust. So when I look at the roster of the Yankees, and first of all, in, in comparison to the Red Sox, it's not even. Even though there are flaws and holes, like you don't have, you're all nine aren't like. Set in stone. I mean, there is that issue in in left field and and at, at shortstop, but there's talent. And and but what I would say, my argument here is, I don't think unless the young kids get them a lot better, I don't think the Yankees are better than last year. And I think Toronto might be. And I know that Baltimore is now. Do I think Baltimore is going to threaten for a wild card? Maybe not. But I think I I don't know what the deal is with John Means and him 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 pitching, but. I don't see the Yankees as as like scary, formidable. The only thing is that you know the Astros are going to take a step back, and I don't know who's going to step into the void, but the Yankees aren't scary to me unless you have both Stanton and Judge just totally humming and then they have to pitch to other guys and LeMay who's healthy and he'll rake. But they're so much better than the Red Sox. It's like that to me is what's really insane. And it's not like it's all free agent stars. I mean, there's a couple young guys you just mentioned the names who could come up and make a difference. So I think if you're a Yankee fan, from my perspective, who's not a Yankee fan, I think you should be cautious, more cautiously optimistic because I don't think the team is demonstrably better than a team that didn't go to the World Series last year. No, and you, that, that's perfectly said because you look at the team last year and they had the same players, right? The only the only difference they're going to this year, really, in the grand scheme of things, is adding Rodon into your ro- rotation, right? You're gone, you, lo- you lost Chapman, he's gone, Green's gone, but Michael King is coming back. Um, and really, other than that, it's not much different. And you saw what happened last year when, when injuries hit the team yeah. and then they stopped hitting. But... You did add Rodon. So I feel like, as from a pitching standpoint, you've gotten much better. So what you do is you hope that what you have in place, that they perform how they should be and they stay healthy because it all comes down to health. I keep saying that. I keep saying that. And like you said, John, when we had John Sterling on, it comes down to you know there'll be injuries, right? And that's how baseball is. But on paper, yes, the Yankees are a much more exciting team, a much better team than the Red Sox. Um, but again, the only difference, in my opinion, really is – the adding of the pitcher. You can, so you, I mean, bottom line is wait till a crappy team is ready to sell. Well, I mean, that's you, it. That you're basically saying who, if the, you're gonna if you're gonna go out and get a guy like Brian Reynolds, right? He's got I think three more years of control after this year. You're gonna have to give up a lot. You're gonna have to give up one of those two players or three players that we just mentioned: Jones, Dominguez, or Volpe or Peraza. Right? You're gonna have to give up one of those players. Now, on the flip side of that, I mean, I would have, argue I would trade one of the shortstops. You, Exactly. So you got a guy like Cabrera who has major league experience, who has shown that he can play and he's multi-positional. Now, is he more value to you? Yes, because he's value on your roster and he's value off your roster, but he's not the flashy name like 
a Dominguez or a Volpe. So, you know, like you said, I do believe, yes, if you're going to trade someone, get rid of one of the shortstop because they have a lot of room. To it's interesting, there. you know, uh, the last thing I want to move on, but team rankings, just they, they do a sort of a data-based, you know, automatic projections on the season. They project Houston will win 106 and that the Yankees will win 99. What do they got for Seattle? Uh, they have Seattle winning 90. 90, that's it, really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, and getting the second wild card that Toronto wins 92. The, who do they have in the playoffs? So it looks like they have the Yankees winning, Cleveland winning, Houston winning, and then the wild cards would be it'd be Toronto, Seattle, and Tampa. So cut and paste except for Toronto. And then it has the Red Sox winning 78. And what they win last year? 82, 81? Um, I can tell you that. So that's interesting. They 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 have they have basically the same carbon copy of the playoffs as last year, except yep. they're adding Toronto in. Yep, and and so it, it, you know and and say what you want, but I I don't necessarily disagree with that. I I I think that Houston takes a step back, but I mean the Red Sox won seventy eight. Last year. Oh yeah. Well, you know, I don't think I don't think the Houston Astros are going to be as bad as everyone thinks they are because they're pitching. I mean, they're losing Verlander. Yes, he did win the Cy Young, but behind Verlander, their pitching last year was impeccable. And I honestly, I don't, I don't think I think they're just going to just roll right along. I, I hate to say it, but they 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 haven't really gotten worse other than losing Verlander. They got rid of Gurriel and they put uh, Jose Abreu in his place. Hmm. So, you know. The, Listen, they're the champions, right? So it runs through Houston until they prove otherwise. But, you know, in the grand scheme of things, I like the way the Yankees sit. We'll see how spring training starts to shape out because a lot can happen. And you know, listen, we could be talking in three weeks from now and half these guys we just talked about could have quad injuries, oblique injuries, and hamstrings, right? And you also got to remember the World Baseball Classic is this year. Now, there's only one Yankee going who's Nestor Cortez, one of their pitchers. Only one. Yeah. So, uh, you know, there is that. I like, I'm into the world. The oh, I'm so excited. I, I, really, I really think My it's a good idea. I'm excited about it. I think it's good. You know, it, it, it's one of those things where you can still pump it up that, you know, oh, we didn't have it during the pandemic. Everyone in the world's coming together. So there's market, there's extra extensional marketability to it. I just think well. that in players, you know, I mean, outside the U.S., especially the Latin players, I think they really want to represent their country. And their and rosters are insane. That Dominican Republic team is in. It's really fun. Team. It's great for that country. And I think it's great for the game. I don't know if it'll get to be like the World Cup in soccer, but there are the U.S. is not a, it's not a rubber stamp to win it. You no. know what I mean? So and I think that's what makes it interesting is that they're not. It's no guarantee they're just going to roll. It's not like you know USA basketball in 1992. You know, yeah. it's just not. It's not. So and it's a different breed of baseball too. Like you know, as a fan, like the first time I watched it, I was a little kind of like, all right, let's go easy with the celebrations. But now you know the way baseball has has trended with celebrating, it's going to be interesting to see how the U.S. players react and if they they show a lot more personality. You know, you know the the, the Latin players are going to have their flair and their flavor after yep. they hit the home runs and stuff. So it's going to be interesting to see you know, when, when a U.S. player does something, if they actually you know turn it up a little bit. Yeah, we'll have to talk about that. On a, on a, we have an, an episode directly related to that. Uh, last thing before we go, John Senecal, Brian Shackman here. Episode 103 of Fanbase, a deep dive in the greatest rivalry in sports. Uh, it'll date it maybe you know a little bit. But let's uh, Super Bowl. I mean, two teams I don't – let's just might as well make our picks. I mean, I feel like – 
Mahomes is like Steph Curry, like you love him or hate him kind of thing. What is it about Mahomes that everybody can't, most people can't see I think him. it's like his wife's annoying to some but people. she's been like on lockdown this year, him and her and uh, the, the little brother, the TikToker. Yeah, I, what I would say is. been quiet. I don't, I mean, I, I feel like a lot of your essence would like Philly. Like, I know you like the Yankees, but like yeah. you, the edge you have as a fan is very Philly-ish. Yeah. But I can't stand Philly as a sports town because, you know, they they beat the Patriots, of course. And I don't know. I just I don't love their teams. So I, I'm pro. And I, Andy Reid has kind of, you know, been a great coach who's fallen short in a bunch of different ways. I know he's won one title, but he's had Super Bowl winning teams, I think, at least five times. But I want to with the Phillies, right? Huh? He won with, one with the Phillies. With, no, he won with the Phillies. The Eagles. He lost. He didn't win with the Eagles. He lost. He lost with the Eagles. It was Peterson who won with the Eagles. Right? He won with the Chiefs. So ran him out of town. I'm picking KC. I want them to win, but I don't care that much. I'm rooting for the commercials. So I mean, I I, I don't have a ton of vested interest other than we can gamble legally in Connecticut, and I would I would take the over, and I would take Kansas City, and that's it. You know what I like is the commercials are becoming like the Black Friday ads. Like you're getting them before the Super Bowl. Yeah, I don't like that either. I don't like it. Or you're getting the cut down version before the Super Bowl. So you basically get the gist of it. And then you're like, oh, so there was 20 more seconds of this ad or 30 more seconds of this ad. So let's, yeah, the commercials aren't as flavorable as they used to be. Let's put it that way. So um, I'm not a big Mahomes fan. I don't know what it is about him. I think he sold the out-of-bounds penalty. Big time. Now, granted, that wasn't the right play for the for the for the defense to make, but uh, something about him. I don't know. I don't. Like know, some it. people just don't like him. I just don't like him. But you know what? That guy somehow he figures it out. I mean, he is he is your your next elite superstar quarterback. He's proven it. I mean, he's been back and back and back. And look at everybody loves somebody that's injured and can rise above. Like you know the hobble and the yeah. you know the, the so Kirk you pay I, so you're picking him. Uh, I'm not picking him. I I don't want him to win. Um, but I think they're gonna win. But I think it's gonna be much better game than what we've seen so far with the Phillies. I'm the Phillies. I keep saying Phillies. The Eagles have been part of. Well, they were been, gifted. They were it's gifted. It's been awful for them so far, as far as competition I think that's going to work against them. Yeah, it might. So I want yeah. Philly to win, but unfortunately, I think... God, you're such an equi- You're not an equi- Chiefs are too good. But I'm you, going with the Phillies. Okay. Phillies, Eagles. You're such an equivocator. Equivocating is not your thing. It doesn't suit you. Well, I'm not you. a football guy. I, I like know, but like, it. I, I mean, you're like, about it. I really think the Chiefs are going to win. I know the Eagles. I don't like the Eagles, but the Chiefs. I don't like the. Chiefs. I don't well, know. Just pick somebody. I'm going to pick the Eagles then. Okay, fine. I'll bet you five guys. And it's what? What's 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 the line on it now? Do we know? Oh, you can ask me these kind of questions. I'm sure you don't have your DraftKings app open. No, we. I do fan. I'm a FanDuel guy. If they want to sponsor the show. <laughs> Uh, in terms of the Super Bowl, right now it is Philly by one and a half. I say shot. Yeah, Philly by one and a half. So you taking the one? Give me the one and a half. Yeah. Okay. That's right now, though. That could change. Well, we're taking it as it is now. When the uh, when the what are we but what are we betting? When the hot water. What goes are we out betting responsibly? Lunch. Um, yeah, lunch. Okay. That'll work. Capital Grill. Or five guys. Is this a a $50 plus lunch? Yeah, what is it? All right, John, it's great to see you and catch up as always. Uh, Fan base, a deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports wherever you enjoy your podcast. Please listen and share and enjoy. Until next time, be well.
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 